Welcome to The Kate Show, a weekly marketing podcast for interior designers and home stagers. Hosted by author, entrepreneur, and marketing consultant, Kate the Socialite. Each week, you'll learn helpful tips on how to make social media easier, how to grow your mailing list, and how to simplify every area of marketing and advertising your business. With her blunt, no-fluff approach, Kate stands up for business owners who want real results in their marketing, but have limited time or resources. And now, please welcome your host, Kate the Socialite. Hello and welcome to The Kate Show. If you don't know me, I am Kate the Socialite and I help interior designers and home stagers market their businesses really easily and simply. So today I'm talking about how marketing is actually really, really easy. And I want to take time to explain this because I think there is just a lot of overwhelm when it comes to marketing, especially with social media and the transition towards live video. And I want you guys to just take a deep breath and just relax and just listen to what I'm about to say for the next few minutes because it is going to completely change the way you look at marketing and hopefully it will make you feel more comfortable with it and realize that you've likely been overthinking it this whole time. All right, so first of all, in order to make your marketing simple, you need to get clear on who you're talking to. You need to know who your favorite type of client is. Think back to every project you've ever done, even if you've been in business for a few decades or a few months. If you haven't had any clients yet, ask yourself, what person would I really enjoy working with? Think about someone in your life, a friend, a family member, who just really is fun to be around and who has patience, understanding, who values your opinion as a professional, whether you're doing home staging, designing, or window treatment design. And think about what that person values. Think about what they care about, what they like, what kind of home they live in, how much money you assume they make, and write those things down. Just construct this person, this avatar, this really, this this pretend character, I mean, that's really the best way to describe it. Write that down so that you have a little guide as to who you're talking to. Because it can be really difficult to just talk to someone who is a very vague person and you, you don't really understand much about them. In fact, if you were trying to talk to someone that you didn't know anything about, you would have trouble with that and that's why they invented small talk and that's why small talk doesn't really get you anywhere. So I want you to really imagine this. Let's say that you had to give a little talk about, about five minutes long in front of a group of people. Now let's say that you were comfortable with this, nerves were not an issue for whatever reason, but the issue was you didn't know anything about your audience. You didn't know if it was big, if it was small, was it mostly men, mostly women, was it a balanced mix? Were these people millennials? Were they older? What what kind of money did they make? What did they do for fun? If you didn't know anything about these people, you would have a very difficult time standing up and speaking to them because it would just be a one-sided conversation. It would be you speaking from whatever you are assuming about them and basically what you are assuming about yourself. And then all you would be doing is thinking about, well, okay, I, I don't know about them, but I know about me, so I could talk about me. And that's not a good marketing strategy. 
So what you need to do is make sure that you know these people, you know your audience. And if you don't have an audience yet, that's okay. This is actually perfect timing because then you can curate your own audience instead of just taking whoever happens to come your way. Now, what you need to do after you have narrowed down the type of client you really love to work with is align your services with their priorities. So you actually build your business around them. You do not go find clients that are a good fit for you. And I think that mindset has been reversed in our in our brains for so long that we think we literally go build a business and then we go find people who will be a good fit for it. And that is not at all how it works. We will have a passion for something if you love interior design, if you're really good at home staging, that is awesome. But then you need to go see how you can fulfill a need for someone because all great businesses come from fulfilling a need. They don't come from someone being really passionate about something. That is part of it, sure, but that's not the end game. So even if you've been in business for a while, you can still kind of back way up, put the brakes on and figure this out. And then I promise you, your business will be completely different after you put these into action. So let's, let's talk about this for a second. You are going to go look at the type of person you would really like to work with or the types of people that you've loved working with in the past. And you're going to look at what their priorities are. And if you've already worked with these types of people, you can even call them up or think back to conversations you've had with them. What really makes them get fired up about wanting to improve their home? Or if you're working with real estate agents, why is it so important to them that they have a professional home stager get their listings ready for photography or for an open house? There's going to be a lot of similarities. Maybe it's money driven for the real estate agents. They know that on average, if someone professionally stages their listing, they will end up with more money in the end. But maybe it's something else. You can't assume that you know why it is. Maybe it's about their reputation. Maybe they want to be known as the listing agent with beautiful homes the one who can sell a home in the most unlikely of neighborhoods simply because they had a professional home stager improve the curb appeal on the outside and then they just wowed potential buyers on the inside. If you're an interior designer, do you really know why people are hiring you? Do you? Is it because they want a beautiful space? Because everyone says that. But everyone's definition of beauty is different. I mean, Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. We have heard that a thousand times. And it's so true. You need to understand what beauty looks like to these clients. Is it a certain aesthetic? Are people coming to you looking for a farmhouse kitchen? Are they looking for modern interior design? There's nothing wrong with whatever they're looking for, but you need to find the common denominator. What are these people looking for when they come to you? And if you don't have enough clients yet to be able to figure out what this common denominator is, that's okay. We need to figure out what you want to be known for. Do you want to be known for a certain design type? Do you want to be known for the fact that you serve a specific type of client? Do you want to be known for how you offer a particular service that maybe every interior designer in your town also offers the same service, but you offer it differently. And that is what makes all the difference. Now, 
when you know who you're talking to and you can speak directly to them and show that you understand their problems, you will never have writer's block again. I promise you. Because every time you get on Instagram or Facebook and you're like, okay, I'm going to write a post and I want to write a nice engaging caption, you won't sit there and be like, oh crap, what do I say? Because if you do find yourself saying, oh crap, I don't have anything to say, the problem is you've forgotten who you're talking to. Because let's say you are at a coffee shop and you run into someone that you know. And you know that she is a stay-at-home mom. And let's say that later you also run into someone else you know and she is a career professional. Are you going to talk to those people in the same way? No, because those people have different priorities. So the stay-at-home mom, you're likely going to ask how her kids are doing because that's clearly a priority in her life if she has chosen to make that huge sacrifice of staying home. But with the career woman, you're going to ask her how she is doing, how is her job going, because clearly that's important to her and you want to be supportive of that. So if you know who you're talking to, you're not going to sit there and be like, um, um, well, this is awkward, because picture yourself face to face with that person. Would you sit there and not say a darn thing? Of course not. That would be so weird, because if you know them, you're going to know what to say. This applies to what you say on your website and in your blog posts as well. So make sure that whatever you're putting out on your website, in a blog post, or on social media is something that your ideal client actually wants to hear, wants to see, wants to read. Because if you're putting out content just for the sake of putting out content, it's going to end up in the trash heap of the internet with all the other things that have been written about before, done before, said before, that nobody really wants to read. One thing, and I hope I don't offend anyone with this, but one thing that I see designers and stagers writing about, for example, on social media or on their blog posts when they don't really know what else to say is they'll talk about design trends and they will just list the design trends because they likely went to High Point or they went to the Vegas market and they saw all the upcoming things. But what I don't see them doing is talking about a trend but then sharing their take on it, their opinion of it, not just a, ooh, I like this, or oh, I don't like this, but explaining, okay, this is a trend. Do I really think it's going to be around for the next year, five years, or is this literally just two ships passing in the night sort of thing where it's like, it's here, it's gone, or is it going to stick around for a while? I mean, I think of certain trends like subway tile, tuxedo kitchens, and now that uh, cement tile, you know, Everyone is crazy about those things, but as a designer, as a professional in the industry, you could write about whether or not you think those trends have any longevity or whether they're simply just trends. And this means more effort on your part, yes, but it also means that what you post on your blog or on social media won't be what everyone else is posting because it has to do with your opinion. And opinions are subjective. I mean, nobody can tell you how you should think about these design trends. Only you can say that. And if your opinion about these trends is resonating with what your clients, your potential clients want to hear, they'll see that you have a design opinion, that you are not being guided by the trends, that you are not a robot created by a design market 
And of course, no offense, offense intended to high point or the Vegas markets. But the issue with being so caught up in those things, my dears, is that you then all end up saying the same things on social media and on your blog posts. And I look at a lot of Instagram feeds and websites from designers and stagers every single workday, okay? And maybe on the weekends too. And unfortunately, you guys are often saying the same things. That's super concerning because it also means that you're saturating the market in a way that it shouldn't be saturated because then you're all gonna start appealing to the same people, but the people you're appealing to are so vague that then a lot of you end up struggling for new leads or you get leads, but they don't turn into projects or you get projects, but they're not the ones you want and they're not the clients you want. So you get to control and curate your own audience. You get to decide what you're going to be known for, what services you're going to offer and how that's going to help the people that you most want to serve. So what I'm saying here is that you have so much more control over your brand and how your company runs than you've ever likely realized. And I want you to take full control of that. I don't want you to feel pushed around by social media thinking you've got to post all the time just for the sake of posting. I only want you to post when you have something good to say. I only want you to write a blog post when you have something helpful and valuable to add to your community. I want you to have a community. I want you to go create a Facebook group or to just be more opinionated in your design preferences. I want you to be specific. I want you to be fired up about what you do to the point where nobody has any doubt about the kind of person you serve, the kind of problems you solve, and the services that you offer because you are turning your business into a sounding board for the people that you're going to help and not just for your own profit. All right, so this is a lot. I hope that you are taking a few notes as we go along or that you will re-listen to this because honestly, I do not think I can say it enough. I do not want you all to sound the same in your marketing, but unfortunately, most of you do sound the same in your marketing. You write blog posts on the same subjects, you share the same sort of photos, and you also will write the same captions on social media. And if they're good captions, that's fine. You all can use the same if they're good. That's absolutely not a problem. You all can use the same hashtags if they're good, but the problem is they're not. They're too general, they're too vague, and they don't allow, allow you as a person, because you're a person before you're a designer or a stager, they don't allow you as a person to really shine through. And they also don't pinpoint exactly who you want to help. Because guys, do you know what marketing really is? Marketing is the relationship between you and these other people. It's a relationship that's person to person. It is not business to consumer. You need to remember who you're talking to and don't forget who you are. Don't lose yourself in the process of marketing. Now, when you get different advertising or marketing opportunities and you are starting to panic thinking, okay, I better take this opportunity, like maybe do a Facebook ad or maybe do a print ad because this one magazine or uh, catalog contacted you or a network you're involved in contacted you with an advertising opportunity and you're not sure if you should take advantage of it. What I do and what I encourage all my clients to do is to stop, hold everything and ask yourself, will my ideal client be seeing this ad? 
are they already in this place where this ad will end up? So are they already on Facebook? Does it make sense to run a Facebook ad? Well, yes, it can as long as your Facebook ad is specifically directed to them and not to any Facebook user, but that's a different episode for a different time. Now let's say about the print ad. Well, does your ideal client already receive that magazine or that catalog? Because if you're not sure, you're going to have to ask that catalog for the demographics on their readership. You need to know this before you invest any of your hard-earned money into advertising with them. Because if they come back and tell you, or if you figure out on your own, that, okay, your ideal client really isn't reading this. It's either not in their demographic area, it's not in their geographic area, or it's advertising on a platform that more so appeals to people who simply can't afford your services. Why on earth would you want to put any money into advertising there? Why would you want to put any money into advertising in places where your clients or potential clients aren't already existing? Because when we start our business, it's easy to think, okay, we will start it, we'll open the doors, and they will come. But that's just not how it works. We have to go to them. And that means we have to know when not to advertise because it doesn't make sense for us to advertise ourselves everywhere and then have no money to advertise ourselves in those niche markets and create relationships with other with other companies that also serve our clients, but in a different way. So you really need to be strategic. And honestly, this is why I am not a huge fan of promoted posts on Facebook or Instagram. I'm not a fan of running ads on Google. I am a fan of creating relationships because those things result in constant, well-worded, very loyal referrals, wonderful clients, and it means a happier you. It means you focus on the quality of your work instead of the quantity, which also means a happier you, and it means a better bottom line. So this is a very holistic approach to marketing, but I want you to understand that it's simple. You just have to remain clear on who you are and who you serve. Now, what can you do then to drive these sales through your marketing? Because you're being helpful, you're being clear about who you are and who you serve. Okay, but what's next? You have to tell people what to do next. So you need to create basically a free gift that will align with their needs so that that will entice them to join your mailing list. Yes, the mailing list comes into play here. I mentioned that in almost every freaking episode, but that's because your mailing list is basically the most underutilized marketing tool you have. And if you're not using your mailing list or if you have not compiled one, you are missing out on so many leads per month that it's kind of making me sick. And I don't want that for you guys. I want you guys to have flourishing businesses with constantly full pipelines. So here's what you need to do. You need to stop offering free consults. I'm going to create an episode about this in the future, but I'm just going to leave it at that for now. Instead of offering free consults, create an ebook. Maybe it's one page, maybe it's two pages that explains how to do something that you already do. So if you were trying to teach someone how to narrow down a color scheme for their living room, you could create a little guide with some nice pictures and some nice text. You don't need to go overboard. And if they want to learn more about that, and in turn learn more about you and how you can help them, then they just opt into your mailing list on your website and they'll automatically get that ebook delivered to them. 
Now I understand that there is some tech work involved in this, but once you get it set up, it runs on autopilot and you'll be so glad you did this because your mailing list will continue to fill up with new leads. And then if you send out a monthly email newsletter, which you totally should, and that's why I have a service that does this for you, then you will be able to nurture those leads and create real genuine clients out of it. Now, by the way, if you are looking for a newsletter for your staging or design firm, head over to socialitesubscribe.com and you can use a promo code and get 20% off your first month of newsletters. But that's not the main focus here, although it is a huge part of your sales funnel. What I really want you guys to understand today is that when you know who you serve, you can put the right bait out on your website or on social media that will entice them into your mailing list because you're offering them something of value, but you're not charging them for it, but you're also not discounting your own services by offering a free consult. Okay, that aside, let's take our discussion off the internet and focus more on what you can do in the real world, quote unquote, to really drive your marketing in a simple way. Okay, so since you know at this point, I hope, <laughs> who you're serving, and what their interests are and what their hobbies are, ask yourself, what groups or organizations are these people already part of? And can you get the blessing of that organization so that they will actively refer you as a preferred vendor? So let me give you an example. If you are trying to serve women who, they, they might be professional women, they might actually just be married and stay-at-home wives, but they've got larger budgets and they love to redecorate their homes, they love to remodel their kitchens, they really value their haven. Well, these women are likely involved in social clubs or church guilds, activist groups, they could be involved in fitness clubs, golf clubs, and what you need to do is go to those organizations and approach it from a business mindset ask the leader of that organization, let's say the fitness club, hey, would it be okay if I put up an ad in the gym here because I would really like to serve your clientele? Now, chances are if you're offering them money, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, that's great. And just be prepared to offer them money because if you know that your ideal client is gathering every day in this gym, why wouldn't you want to have a presence there? Now, on that note, I would say you should become a member there too and then show up two or three times a week. Not only is it good for your business, but hey, you know, it's good for your health too. You can do that with golf or social clubs or if there is a women's guild at your church, you can do that. I do not advise randomly joining church guilds just for business because that's sacrilegious and it's just weird. But if you are already part of a community and you know that there are these groups full of your ideal clients, join those groups. There's nothing wrong with that. And when you're in those groups, whether it's the social club or the fitness club, don't become an automatic salesperson. Don't become a little robot that throws out sales pitches to people. Instead, all you need to do is be you, be a person, chat with people that are around you. Yeah, you're going to have an ad or two up in the gym and that's great. And you know, if you've got some sort of logoed gym bag or a shirt you wear that has like your business name on it, that's a really great icebreaker too. Not only does it make you look professional, but 
then people are, will know what you do. So this is simple, guys. It's just about integrating yourself into the community. Now, one way you can take this to another level is if you can contact a home association or a shelter magazine and discuss with them about collaborating. So let's say you were to give a little in-person seminar for a community on how to do something in their home. You can then not only set yourself up as the professional who knows what you're talking about and the tastemaker in your industry, but you'll also get yourself in front of a lot of new faces. But the best thing of all is that the organization or company that you are collaborating with is basically putting their stamp of approval on you. And when they market this event, they're also marketing you. And that is the best thing Ever. because it's not just about getting free marketing it's about getting marketing done in the right way because they are pushing you towards your ideal client just like you'd push a shopping cart down the aisle and that is exactly what you want you don't need to go out and constantly be finding these new leads you just need to plug yourself into the right groups whether they're on Facebook or in your neighborhood that will make this happen organically okay guys so that was a lot, but I want you guys to really understand marketing is easy. I have been running a marketing business for almost four years now. And from the time I started, I knew there was something wrong with how I was approaching marketing my business. It just seemed like it was overly complicated. It seemed like I shouldn't have to stare at my Google Analytics every day. And if you don't even know what that is, just don't worry about it for now. It seemed like if I just threw money randomly at ads, I should then get new leads, right? Well, I learned really quickly, that's not at all how that works. And actually, when I first started my business, I wasn't doing marketing at all. I was doing writing and editing. So I came from the same place you guys are now, a creative job, but it wasn't marketing. And I had to learn how to market my own business in a way that makes sense. And if I can build a six-figure business in just a couple years doing these things and not actually paying for marketing, you guys can do this too. Absolutely. I want you to make sure that the only expensive ads you are investing in are ones that actually make sense for your business and align with your marketing message and align with the person that you are trying to serve. So with that said, I do want to add one more thing. I am part of the WCAA and a few home staging organizations as well. And the price tag on that is a little high. You know, it's like seven to $800 a year. But let me tell you, organizations like that bring me new business and new business and new business constantly. So that is a worthwhile thing to pay for. I want you to go find something similar in your community because I serve people all over the US and I'm not limited to one geographic location, the groups I join will be different than the groups you join. If you offer virtual interior design services or virtual staging, obviously you can join groups that other people can't, but never underestimate the value of joining an in-person group, organization, partnering with a company, partnering with a brand in your community. 
And remember, you do not have to wait for people to ask you to collaborate or partner on things. You go ask them. You be proactive. If you see a group that is full of your potential clients and that company or organization is serving those clients as well, but in a different way, because obviously you don't want to go contact your competitors, go partner with them. Ask them if you can run an ad, because sometimes when you ask someone, hey, can I advertise with you? This is what I want to do. This is how I want to serve these people that you have they will likely turn around and say, actually, do you want to just collaborate with us on this? Because we need more content and you look like you have a lot that you could offer. And guys, I'm speaking from experience. There is no shame in reaching out and asking for a collaborative partnership. There is no shame in putting up ads in the right spaces. But there is shame in wasting money in marketing that won't get you anywhere. There is shame in being too salesy. There is shame in talking to the entire world instead of one specific person. All right, so guys, I want the best for you and your businesses. You are going to do a wonderful job. Try some of these things that I'm talking about today. Get clear on who you are and on who you serve. Now, before I end this today, I wanna offer you guys a little giveaway. It's like that freebie I was talking about earlier. So if you guys want free social media posts for your Facebook or Instagram that already have those really engaging captions written with the hashtags and well-curated photos, you should head over to socialitevault.com. That's socialitevault.com. I'll link it in the description of this episode. You can get five free social media posts that include the image, the caption, the hashtags, and you can use it on Facebook, Instagram, and Google+. Now, I'm offering this because I know that a lot of you struggle with what you should be saying on social media, and I want what you put on social media to be high quality. Like I said, it wouldn't matter if you guys all used the same photo and the same caption if what you said and what you offered was beautiful and was in alignment with your brand and who you're trying to serve. But it doesn't make any sense for you all to be making up your own things that maybe just don't fit your business or don't make sense. So I'm trying to create a solution to your problems. So head over to socialitevault.com and you can learn more about that offering. Again, I do offer some of that. Thanks for listening to The Kate Show. Please hit the subscribe button and share this episode with a business bestie who needs to grow her interior design or home staging firm. To inquire about our products and services, please visit us at katethesocialite.com. Until next time, keep your marketing simple and your message clear.